10 excellent actionable tips for beginner photographers from me, Rick. Hi, and welcome to episode 110 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host, Rick, and in each episode, I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. But before I go on, I need your help. I need your questions to answer. More on this at the end. Here is the answery bit, or in this episode, here are those 10 things. 1. Get out more and take photos. 2. Learn composition. 3. Learn your camera properly and how to use it. 4. Take time taking photos. 5. Get out more, but take less photos. 6. Less is more. 7. Learn one photo editing software program. 8. Get a critique. 9. Really look at your photos and learn what you've done. 10. Enjoy photography. That's the main thing, isn't it? Regardless of what it is we're doing it for, we need to enjoy it. It's the thing to be enjoyed. All right, then, that's my list. These are the 10 actionable tips for beginner photographers. So let's go through them one by one. And I'm going to try not to say the word so as many times as I have done in previous episodes. One, get out more and take photos. This is the number one way for you and me to improve our photography. Get out more and take photos. Every time you go out, you are creating new stuff. And unless someone is standing right next to you, using exactly the same camera gear and exactly the same camera settings and pointing their camera at exactly the same thing as you are, what you are creating is unique. And never forget that. Every new thing that we create is a unique thing. And this is the beauty of photography. Sit at home staring at gear on your computer, you're not creating anything and you're probably going to be spending money. Number two, learn composition. Composition is what you include in the photo and how the various elements in a photo relate to each other. It's also what you do not include in a photo. Doesn't it make sense then to learn about composition? Well, of course it does. If we all think about it, isn't this the most important thing? What's in a photo? I mean, this is so important that I covered this in episode 12, early days of the podcast, in the splendid episode titled, Why is Composition So Important? And I wish someone had told me this years ago. Three, learn your camera properly and how to use it. Or, as I've written, and how to use your camera, which isn't very helpful, is it? What do I mean by this? I mean, set aside some quiet time, get the camera manual that came with your camera, and sit down with your camera by your side and go through the manual start to end. Really? Yes, really. And I did this. Over 400 pages of my Canon 16 manual. Now, thankfully, they're small pages and they've got pictures on. But this is the only way to learn what your camera can do. I found stuff I'd never have known about if I hadn't done this. And I'm absolutely genuine when I say that. I also found things that were being turned on that I didn't want turning on that I turned off. So this is important stuff. And once you've done this, you're not finished, I'm afraid. Oh, no, no, there's more. You need to learn how to apply what the camera can do to your photography. And there's even more after that. You need to look at your photos and understand what your camera's doing. So that's the techie bit over. Number four, take time taking photos. I used to turn up at a location. I'm going to say that again. And that was a bit of techie stuff. Now now I'm going to move on to some more, I don't know, holistic stuff. I hope holistic's the right word. We'll find out. Four, take time taking photos. I used to turn up at a location, get my camera out and start snapping away, literally. And I mean snapping away. Sure, I took loads of photos, but most of them were rubbish. And yes, I do mean snapping away, which 
I actually find quite offensive when somebody asks me to take some snaps for them, but that's what I was doing. Let's be honest about these things. These days, I get to a location, whatever that might be, a beach, a construction site, the caldera of the island of Santorini. Whatever it is, the first thing I do is I walk around. I don't get my camera out straight away. I walk around and look. I see what's there. I get a feel for a place. And I think about what I want to take photos off and what's the interesting bits, what's the light doing, and where is the best place to take photos from. This is important, and this goes back to composition as well and thinking. Five, get out more, but take less photos. Yes, get out more, but take less photos. Would you rather have 500 mediocre photos or one stunning photo? Would you rather have 500 photos that are no use or one excellent shiny brand new contender for your portfolio? Now, I know which I'd rather have. So what's my aim on a sunrise shoot? Well, my aim is to get one excellent photo. If I get one excellent photo, mission accomplished. I'm not saying I restrict myself to taking one photo, not at all. But what I am saying is that I find the best composition and try to get the best photo that I can of that one composition. And I mean one photo. I really do mean this, by the way. I didn't used to. I used to take hundreds of photos. And One of the problems when you take hundreds of photos is you've got to find a decent one amongst them. So if you concentrate on getting one decent photo, then you're narrowing down the time it takes sorting stuff, which is something I hate doing in Lightroom. I even apply this on a commercial shoot. If my client needs 30 photos of an image of... <laughs> if my client needs 30 photos of an image, oh dear me. And on a commercial... I'm going to keep that one in. And on a commercial shoot, if I'm going to give the client 30 images, if I only take 30 images, I've nailed it. Now, this doesn't happen. One day it might, you never know. Number six, less is more. Talking of which, I'm talking about pretty much anything and everything here photography-wise. I've simplified every aspect of my photography over the many years I've been learning, writing and practising photography. What am I talking about here? Talk about gear, camera settings, the number of photos I take, my processing, distractions, irrelevances, irrelevant details. I mean, I've I've built a podcast on the without the relevant details snappy tagline, haven't I? So I really have, and I think that this podcast is the end point of um, that realisation. Let me give you an example. I spend less time processing images now than I ever have, which is a wonderful thing. Now, I know you have to go through the process of trying out new stuff and working things out for yourself. That's fine and important. Don't think, though, that you'll be struggling forever with an endless array of options and choices. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm here to help you get there quicker. It's nice of me, isn't it? Seven, learn how to use one photo editing software program. I use Lightroom for everything other than when I need to remove something, when I go to Photoshop, and I use Luminar to change the skies. That's it. That's all I do. I've tried pretty much every editing package out there in the past, and I was rubbish at all of them. Now I'm... Well, I like to say I'm excellent at Lightroom. I mean, I've been using it since 1.0, so I should be really. And I'm not saying that you have to use Lightroom. I'm saying that you need to learn how to use one image processing software package properly. Don't buy three and try them all out because you'll get confused and get nowhere because that's what I did. Number eight, tricky one, this, get a critique. Your family and friends will probably tell you your photos are great. Well, why wouldn't they? They they do love you after all. Well, I hope they do. 
Get a critique from someone who knows about this stuff. So why do I say this? Well, when I applied to join the British Institute of Professional Photography, the BIPP, I submitted a portfolio and had a review with um, my mentor, and he was a Hasselblad master, no less. And do you know what? I wasn't as good as I thought I was. And that was one of those moments when my photography went from competent and okay to another higher level. Now, this was for sure a turning point for me. And like so many of these things, I wish I'd done it years ago. If you're going to do this, though, you have to take the feedback on board. You can't just get someone to give you an honest critique and then ignore them. There's no point. Number nine, and really look at your photos and learn what you've done. So if you're going to get someone else to critique your work... (laughs) or not, you still should do this. This is really study your photos and ask yourself what you like about a photo and possibly more significantly what you don't like about a photo. You need to look at your photos coldly and dispassionately. I should have stuck with coldly, shouldn't I? I mean, no one knows that you got up at 2am and walked for 20 miles through driving snow, risking life and limb to get that photo. All the person knows who's looking at the photo is what's in the photo. They don't have the backstory, they don't have the emotion, they don't have the time invested in the photo. Now, this is a really good thing to be able to do. Look at your photos with the eyes of someone else, with brutal honesty. Now, this is not the same as getting a critique, and getting a critique will help you to do this. But looking at your photos like this will help you to improve. Number 10, enjoy photography. Well, I've been practising photography most of my life, and I'm quite old. The other day we went for a walk by the coast and I took my Olympus little Micro Four Thirds camera with me and I absolutely love taking photos. And I was doing this for pleasure, not for money, not with commercial pressures, just for enjoyment. I've got to be honest with you, I've not been doing this enough recently. I spent too much time in front of my computer, so getting out and about and taking photos, it was an absolute delight. More on that in the talky bit. The talky bit. <laughs> if you're a beginner... if. <laughs> If you are a beginner in photography, you need some help and guidance, and that's what I'm here for. This list is not your usual list, which is why I love doing this stuff. I try to tell you things that will actually help you and will have the biggest positive impact on your photography. I also want to get away from the gear-centric areas of photography, which is why there's no mention of photography gear here. I mean, use what you have, sure. Use what you have. Sure, buy the best gear you can afford, but learn properly how to use it and use it. It is better to be out taking photos than it is looking at gear. As I said the other day, I was out with my Olympus EM5. I only took the 14 to 42 millimeter lens. That was it, nothing else, and I had a great time. I left all my fancy full-frame stuff at home, and I didn't miss it once. What do I do? Well, I enjoy my simplified approach to my photography. I'm enjoying photography more now than I ever have. This is what I love to do. Big takeaway. Get out and take photos and do the things I've told you about in this episode and you should see big improvements. Right, related episodes. Well, check out the episodes page on the podcast website to find out what I've spoken about in the previous 109 episodes. There's too much to list that's related to this, to be honest with you. I mean, this is pretty much what my podcast is all about, isn't it? Point of order here. Why do I say to be honest with you? I know it's just a saying, but I'm not really sure why I use it. I'm implying that... (laughs) I've actually written this down. I'm implying that the rest of what I've said is a pack of lies, which it isn't, to be honest. Next episode. Well, Photography Explained episode 111. What is exposure compensation? How do I use it? And why is it so useful? I'm enjoying these episodes about cameras and settings and how we use this clever stuff to help us take better photos. So I'm continuing on that on that 
rich seam of information, which I'm finding very enjoyable, and I hope you are too. Shout out. Shout out to me. Why not? Nobody else is asking for one. Get your question answered. This is what my podcast is all about, answering your photography questions. So please get in touch with your question. And not only will I answer your question, but I will give you a shout out on that episode, which has to be nice. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Okay, I'm done. Thank you very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. It says here. To find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me, check out the podcast website, which is photographyexplainedpodcast.com. Well, this episode was brought to you by water. I, I made a cup of tea before I started recording this, and that was, um, that's been sat there brewing for a good 20 minutes. I'll let you know in the next episode how I got on with it. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me probably more than 10 minutes of your valuable time, and I will see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.